Welcome to the D-Shift Podcast, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you transition from the challenges of divorce to discover the freedom and ability to live life on your own terms. Are you ready? Let's get this shift started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the D-Shift Podcast. And today we're going to talk about a topic that is so important for so many women. So I want to introduce you to our, to my guest, Amy Schoen. She is a certified professional life coach and the creator of the Motivated to Marry Dating Secrets Coaching Program. So for all you people who have gone through the divorce and now you're looking at coming out the other side and starting a new relationship, Amy is the expert to speak to. So Amy, welcome. Well, thanks for having me. And Amy, tell us a little bit about what got you into this particular area of coaching. Yeah, so I was in my mid-30s. I was pretty young. I was married for over 10 years and um, ended up going through a divorce. And it wasn't something I expected, but it happened. And so, you know, I did a lot of work. I worked with a therapist. And then I was out there dating and I was the poster child for motivated to marry because I didn't have kids with my first husband. So, you know, I know a lot of my clients, they already have children when they're divorced, but I was one of those. And that was really the heartbreak of my life that, you know, I didn't have a family like I thought I was going to have, you know, you grow up thinking you're going to have the 2.5 kids and everything. So um, I ended up like dating in circles. And I'm extroverted, thank God, you know, and I like to go out, I like to meet people. But I was like meeting men. And and really, I met some nice men and not so nice men. And finally, when I hit 40, I I got introduced to um, through a group in in DC for people going through divorces. It's called New Beginnings. Um, A relationship coach. And, um, and I'm like, I signed up for his coach group. And I said, I need this. Okay, <laughs> something's not working. I'm like, uh, you know, running around and, and not getting the results I wanted. And um, so I was 40. And then I met my husband at 41. And then I coached with him individually as well. And at 42, I got married. And so I started noticing a lot of my friends and um, people I knew in their mid-30s to late-30s into their 40s and even 50, they were motivated to marry. And so I developed the whole concept. It's really about dating with intention. And and so um, for me, it was the purpose to get married and have a family. So I know that's not everyone's goal. I coach a lot of people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. And I have boomer clients who are ready to retire and move somewhere else, you know, want more other things for their lives. So I do know divorce happens at many different times in one's life. Sure, sure. And and I really like the the perspective that you bring that it's not like a cookie cutter. Okay, everybody needs to do the same way to to walk into the new relationship that they want to be in. And I also know, because we've had a conversation before, I also know that that you really help people understand who is that right person that they need to be in that relationship with. Can you talk a little bit about that right. as opposed to just 
dating everybody that everybody says you should date or everybody you meet or everybody you swipe right or swipe left or however that works. Or whoever just looks cute. Yeah. Yeah. Right, 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 right. He he looks cute. Yeah. Right. He could be the worst person in the world, right? We've done that already. Did that, done that. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I'm trained as a life coach and I use a holistic approach and I really, um, you know, kind of have a, a, a like a little system that I use with my clients. We all do, you know, as coaches. And I also wrote a book called Get It Right This Time. So um, I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> I actually have that book right here. Here it is. Thank Get it right you. this time. Thank it's you. a great. Yeah, yeah. It's in, I don't know if you have the latest copy. So I re- revised it. But it's uh, it's short. It's easy to read and really practical strategies in here. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So anyway. Um, So first of all, you want to make sure that you're ready for a relationship. So, you know, I have a little quiz, you know, are you ready for dating? Um, You want to make sure if you have kids that you're kind of well managing the, the, uh, the relationship with the ex and the kids. And, you know, um, I recently had a client who came to me who's dating a man who's got kids and she says, you know, what do I do? Is you know, and I and I just said, well, this is what I, my take. If you want to, you know, is I don't want because as a coach, it's really about the client. Right. Like, what do you want for yourself? What is the environment you want to be in? And you know, I said for me, I didn't want to walk into World War Three. I didn't want to work walk into a, a battle. And I wanted to see that that things were were managed well, that there was a separation agreement, that everybody was nice to each other and respectful, and the kids were being put first. You yeah. know their needs, yeah. and it's not it's not always the truth. What happens? I mean, I work with a lot of people who are divorced or dating people who are divorced. Right. So okay, so the first uh, step is that you know, it, are you emotionally dis- disconnected? Are you really ready for a new relationship? That's the first step. Yeah. The second step is to really ground yourself first before you even go out and date. I know I was the one chomping on the bit. And like I went out there and I started dating right away, you know, before I really was ready. And uh, I even have a guy tell me, you know what? I don't really think you're ready. And I wasn't even, I actually met my husband when I was separated. And we did not, we went on one date and it didn't work. Like timing was wrong. Right. Five years later, we meet up again. I did the work. He did work on himself and it was a much better timing and proposition. I just wish it happened a little earlier because I had, I I was, became the poster child for motivated to motherhood because I ended up having my son in my forties. So, and I had to do a lot around that. So um, your life vision, what's your ideal life, your core relationship values, really identifying those. That's really the key. That's the key to my coaching is getting real clear about your values and which ones you need to be happy in a relationship. Know your deal breakers and your non-negotiables. This will help you set boundaries and from getting hurt. Um, so I really like to empower my, especially my female clients, to get what, ask for what they want. And and not to morph yourself into you. Maybe you know we. I know myself in my twenties. I was a totally different person than I was in my late thirties. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I I really kind of like was a little puppy dog, 
you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, one of these um, agreeable, actually, I did a test recently, I came up a pleaser. And, and so, you know, morphing to the person rather than grounding yourself in what you really want. So getting your needs met this time and not being afraid to ask for what you want. Yeah. I love seeing my women like just say, well, this is what I want. And the, and the guys go, okay. <laughs> but, but I think sometimes women don't say that because it's, they, you know, they don't want to sound demanding or aggressive or bitchy, <laughs> you know. And it's so, a nice way to say it too. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I train my clients. I did take a lot of communication training. I had to learn it. You know, just because you're a smart person, I mean, I'm a very smart person. I don't know why I missed, I missed all this stuff because actually my, my education was not really around this stuff. I actually, you know, became more aware and educated in my 30s, 40s and beyond. Now, as a coach, you know, we have to constantly go for more communication uh, for training and stuff like that. Um, so after you ground yourself in who you are and what you want and who's a good partner for you, then the next step is to try to push you out of the nest and get out there and try new things. And, and so, um, online dating is where it's at. I would say that 80% of my successfully couple clients meet through online dating. Really? Yes. I have a whole list. And I've helped hundred. It's just, you know, after 20 years, you know, but it's just interesting. And I went through when I looked at all my divorce clients, I'm like online, 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 mostly. So that's the number one one way. So because the men, when they have time and they go online. Now there are people who do meet other ways. So the other way is through social groups. Okay. Through other people, knowing people and being introduced. So um, I actually, you know, have all these things in my program. And then through the activities that you take, you take part of. And I know a lot of people who are single parents don't have a lot of time for that. Yeah. So it's really, um, and I'm an entrepreneur. I even have a chapter in my in my book, How to Date Like an Entrepreneur. <laughs> it's really about multitasking, right? Right. Um, you, you've, I, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I, have you done strength training? Yes. Yeah. 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 No, your strengths. Yes. I'm a strategic maximizer. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like to make the most of every situation. So I don't leave a stone unturned. I even have in my programs past loves worksheet. I have some clients who've gone back to people they've known in their past. And um, especially with the pandemic and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was so funny, you know, just to see some of this stuff going on. Um, so, yeah, Kathy um, was uh, a boomer in Boston. And she found this nice social group that was both men and women. You want to make sure that it's co-ed and that there are men in the group. And um, she got involved. And then she met her, her partner. And it worked out, you know, nicely. Um, Betsy came to one of my coaching groups and she got out and she tried something that she hadn't done before. And it was a hiking group in the area. And she's still happily coupled. Um, and that's been a couple of years. So, you know, <clears throat> you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. That's kind of my, right. my motto. Right. And But, but I really like the, um, I'm going to say scientific. That's not quite the right term, but the structured approach that you take. Because unfortunately, I see 
a lot of women, and I'm going to say a lot of women like in the 40s, 50s, 60s, because that tends to be my my client group, uh, where they're they just kind of like they don't want to do the online dating thing because you know some of them the technology, some of them just the ick factor of the online dating thing. It's so funny. They come to me and they say, "I've done it. It's just not working." And I say, "Not yet." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I say, you haven't done it my way. When we infuse your values and your profile, oh my God, it's a game changer and your do, goals. Do you find, now, so so yes, I mean, I uh, personally, um, I'm a happily single person. I, I'm not interested in dating. I'm, I'm, and not everybody is. And, and that's and another that's a, part of it is yeah. you have to find somebody who wants a relationship. <laughs> and, and, you know, and you can change. Like, who knows what? Maybe by the end of this year, that'll be back on the, you know, to-do list. But right now it's not. But here's the thing that, here's the thing that I find interesting is there's, there's this sense of, and tell me if I'm wrong about this. There's this sense of if you're if you're dating, um, you have to be so careful about saying yes to going out on a date now because of all the safety concerns and all of this kind of stuff. So how so there are can, ways to vet people yeah, before so, you meet them. So can you and just especially talk given a the bit? pandemic, things are more acceptable. It's more acceptable to get on the phone. It's more acceptable to ha- ask for a video date. First of all, you want to make sure that somebody looks like their picture. That's what I was going to say. What about those <laughs> They put old pictures, 10 years old, war. Yeah. Oh, somebody told me once that, that like this 90-year-old man showed up. <laughs> he said he was in his 70s. You know, uh, it's just, you know, I've heard like bizarre stories. Um, I've heard it all, actually. So you have to be careful about scammers. I do train my clients how to identify them. Okay. Um, and that's another way to scammers will not get on video. Okay. Uh, they'll they'll be on the phone with you, and it looks like a local number, and they're over. I don't know where they are, sure, but sure. I have had a couple of clients who were almost scammed or came to me after they were scammed. Or I've seen some clients who I thought they were scammers, and um, the person never really materialized, and I felt bad for them. But they. They bought the Kool-Aid, I'm sorry to say. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. when you coach somebody, you have to be supportive. And, right. You know, and and just, you know, I, I did, you know, try to kind of give them some, think about this, think about that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and I, I, I'm going to go back to something you said at the very beginning about taking a look at what the relationship is with, if there's children involved with the other parent, with your new potential new partner and their other parent, because I cannot tell you how many women that I've, that are in their second or third divorce. And they say to me, I wish I'd have paid attention to how he treated his ex-wife because that's exactly the same thing that happened to me. And I thought it was all her fault. He I had an ex-boyfriend like, who did that to yeah. me. <laughs> and so that is something I he see. Like about that. all his ex-girlfriends, and then I became his ex-girlfriend. And luckily, we were in a friend group. And they said, we know, Amy, you don't have to say that. You yeah. Know? Like, I think, you know, so, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Look at, you know, um, and, and, you know, what kind of situation do you want to go into, right? right. I mean, sometimes, the, you know, you get caught up in the story. Yeah. And that's only one side of the story. Right, right. Well, so what's right. the other side of the story? Um, you know, you don't want to be on the side of, oh, now I understand why the ex thought this way. 
What do you think is the most common misperception about dating in 2024 that you hear all the time? That is hard. It's not hard. Um, first of all, there are a lot of people who are looking because, you know, after the pandemic and people, are, you know, especially this time of year, we're, you know, in January, February, I don't know when this is airing. But, um, you know, the beginning of the year, people put energy into finding a new partner. Um, yeah, and especially when, you know, once the kids go off to college, you know, I, I just notice a lot of women come to me at that time because they, they're like, now, what do I do? What do I want for my life? Sure. Who's a good partner? Yeah. I mean, the life coaching is is really what they need. And, and, and it does lead them to the right person and just having, you know, being willing to have a sense of adventure, yeah. you know, and just say, you know what, this is a journey and, and trust in yourself. I think that's what I really help my clients, you know, is help feel confident and to trust themselves again, because we didn't make great decisions, but just think about when we made those decisions. I mean, I was in my twenties. Right. And, you know, the influences on me at that time in my life, you know, just coming out of grad school, everybody was getting married, the expectations of your parents. That's not there anymore. Yeah. Love the dating. I love the boomers because they're dating for themselves. They're dating for fun. You know, it's almost like they're dating like they're 20 year olds again. Yeah. So do you think that's the best way to approach, say, Let's say you have the video, you've talked to somebody on the phone, you've had the video chat, you feel pretty comfortable, you arrange to meet in some public area the first time, you obviously don't have them come to your house or (laughs) go to their house, right? You meet someplace public, I'm guessing. Um, and And during the day, not at night. Yeah. And so what do you see then is the biggest challenge that happens once they actually get to that face to face? Not getting your hopes up. And really managing your expectations. And I say the first thing you really need for a first date is to first um, to say I'm going to be a nice person, hopefully. You know, that you're meeting a new person. That's right. it. Okay. And if the conversation flows, that's great. Are you, you know, do you not see any real deal breakers? I mean, I had a cat. I didn't want to date any guy who was allergic to cats, although I would have probably figured that out first. You know, there may be things that you see that you're like, ugh, I couldn't deal with this. Yeah. And then are you somewhat attracted? Because actually, as women, we can become more attracted to someone as we get to know them. And as they become the kind, we see that they're the person we want in our lives. Right. And so to give a nice guy a chance, I remember working with a woman and she was in her um, um, 40s or something like that. And she met this guy and he, he was like, pushing 50 and she's like well i'm not feeling it now you have to understand the introvert extrovert dynamic so introverts hold things really close to the vest and so they i I say they're like onions and you have to peel the lay out layers to get to the juicy part and so you don't necessarily going to see that right away and they're just kind of like checking you out and they probably have a little bit of of, of a mask on And, you know, but then they let down their guard as they feel more comfortable with you. So actually this client, you know, she said, well, I don't know if I should date him anymore. There was another guy who was kind of a player, but who was seemed more fun, you know. And I said, well, don't, you don't have to cut it off just yet. You know, just give him a couple more chances. And it did kick in and she did feel, you know, more 
beholden and and you know the chemistry and so right now, right now, yeah and so it, so it's almost like don't cut it off too soon don't be so you know i have the like top dating mistakes one's being judgmental that was mine you know i would cut people off at the knees right. um you know i'm very visual i'm very you know um been in retail i've come from new york <laughs> so it matters what they look like how they present you yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And my you husband is so funny. We were on a biking trip, uh, and we're on the boat back from Cape May. I don't know if anyone knows about this. So, so, and he had was scruffy, and I said, "Oh, you didn't shave because you were like on a, a, a weekend that you, you know." He goes, "No, I shaved." I'm like, "Oh God!" <laughs> he can see. He has. He need. You know, and. He, you know, so he knows if we have an important event, either he goes and he gets shaved by somebody or uh, <laughs> I help him out. You know? But, but you know, that, that is so important is that, like you say, if they're not deal breakers, but the other thing that I think is really important, especially if you are coming out of an emotionally abusive, narcissistic, codependent kind of relationship, if you get those same vibes that your ex gave you, that's it. That's over it was right so there. Funny. There was a right guy now. who was like um, similar to to you know and and um, and he had a dog and he was very introverted. He didn't have friends, you know, and he seemed very nice and everything. And then I'm like, oh my god, he's just like my ex. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I'm not going here. I'm not. <laughs> you're a nice person. Let's just be friends. You yeah. know, I gave him the friend speech. Yeah. yeah, and, and yeah. I think having that having that confidence to do that and not be like, oh my gosh, this may be the only guy that talks to me. Really having that confidence that I hear you work on to be able to say, let's just be friends and know that there's going to be there's going to be another opportunity in the next week or two weeks or month or whatever to meet somebody well, else. That's what we work on. I have something called the Thrive Model, so we focus on what you do have to offer instead of what you don't. And when Connie came to me, like she's a little cherubic, really sweet person, has a wonderful personality. And, you know, everybody is, we're not our 25-year-old selves. You know, we have like 20, 25, 30 pounds extra, right? So, you know, the, the gremlins come up, the saboteurs, like who would want me? Right. And so we work on the thrive and we focus on who you are and what you want for a relationship. And then she got online and she utilized the tools that I helped her with. And she met this great guy. And, you know, it's funny because she says, I can't believe this stuff. It's like magical, you know, and it, it's, it is and it isn't. It's just really makes sense. Yeah. You know, once you see the process it, and it really works. And so, um, you know, I, I, I love to see people and she's a single mom in her forties, you know, yeah. um, and she, she met a nice guy. He's also a single dad and, and, you know, uh, you know, they're going off in the sunset, you know, marriage is not always the goal. Right. Um, I had a client who came back to me and it's been a couple of years. I, I found out she got engaged and married. I'm like, oh, how nice, you know, and she was in her early 50s when she came to me. The kids were launched and they took their sweet time. You know, a yeah. lot of times they take their sweet time and get to know each other, especially if you've been hurt in your last yeah. relationship. And, and like you say, if there's not that there's not that biological thing going on where you got to get married, it doesn't hurt to. I mean. 
society is so different now. I mean, whether you want to cohabitate or whether you want to live separate and just com- do companionship things together, you can really create your own relationship now. Some and you don't have there are be- people not even living together and they're in a relationship. Yeah. So, you know, having separate homes. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, like anything goes. So it's really about what you want to create. And that's why that ideal life is really important. You know, and what does it look like? Yeah. And, um, and, and, and you're so, so passionate about helping your clients. I mean, your face just lights up when you talk about your clients. So that's that's amazing that you're able to do that. Amy, you have shared a ton of information. And I always say this, but I really mean it. I cannot believe how fast 25 minutes goes. It's like just gone once we get talking. So yeah. what do you, what would you like? women in particular, who are getting back in the dating game to remember about this conversation? Um, Just be true to yourself. You know, really take the time to know what you want and what's important to you because that will be your kind of, uh, you know, um, your guide, your radar, you know, I say your homing device. And because, you know, that's what's most important. And and when you are true to yourself, you're going to make better decisions. And, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to fall into the same traps you did before. So Wonderful. just know you're a different person. It's a different time. And, and that, you know, there's support now, right? Yeah. And yeah. so if you're not sure, get the support you need. And other than your amazing book, what what is the best way for people to reach out, find out more about what you do, or talk to you about working uh, through your relationship? Right. I program? mean, I have my website. It's called MotivatedToMarry.com. Um, you know, just uh, I have uh, tons of – I've been blogging because, you know, that's what you need to do these days. Um, and so there's tons of information. I do a weekly newsletter. Um, so just come, you know, get a sense of who I am and when you're ready because it is about readiness. I do have a quiz, um, you know, mtmquiz.com. You can see if you're ready for a relationship. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's the best place. Not everybody is motivated to marry, but most of my clients are seriously searching. So I've coined the term seriously searching. Okay. And I do have the domain name, so nobody else can do There you go. That's the important <laughs> thing. Amy, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom. And I know this is a really relevant topic to the people listening on this podcast. Maybe not right now if you're in the divorce, but in the next few months, few years, it's going to be something that, that you can come back and listen to again. So Amy, thanks again. Thanks so much for having me. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of The D-Shift. Thanks for listening and supporting The D-Shift Podcast. If you would like to attend live trainings by our amazing guests and have a chance to ask questions and get answers from our experts, join The D-Shift Crew. For more details and to sign up, Head on over to www.divorcecoachforwomen and click on the podcast page.